the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go Woo! <laughs> you better put them hands together. Put them together for Tuesday. Coming up, Tiger Woods didn't shy away from the uh, idea that tonight's champion's dinner could be a little tense uh, because of the live situation. We'll get to that coming up. And when the uh, greatest player of all time says it, then uh, you might want to pay attention what's going to go on with Scotty Scheffler's Champions Dinner this evening. Also, nice text on the Specs text line. This says, I wanted to say thank you again to the Horn for the final four tickets I won. Great experience this weekend. What an atmosphere. We, our seats were in the winning team section, luckily, for each game. It was fun to watch the games and not have a dog in the fight. It's able to sit back and enjoy. Uh, thank you to Shelby and the team at Sentex Tickets. Good job, Shelby. That. And thank uh, that's you, That's our winner. They had a good time. Right, you guys had a good time. And I thought uh, City of Houston, I, thought the, I mean, the whole scene came off really well. I mean, sometimes in a big cavernous stadium like NRG, you just don't know. But the court looked great. The uh, the camera angles were, were on point. And it just looked, felt like you were kind of sitting on courtside. It really did. It didn't seem like you were far away, did it? Yeah, they, they gave them a great camera spot, obviously. And, uh, boy, in the high def, it was, it was really, really good. And, uh, you know, it just jumped off the screen just how much bigger UConn was than everybody they played. Their height is just remarkable. I mean, it's, you know... <laughs> I thought it was great. We'll hear from Dan Hurley coming up, the uh, the head coach of the uh, UConn Huskies. Of course, he is the of the Hurley family of basketball, uh, talking about his dad. But, um, you know, going to the half, it was only a 12-point lead. It was 36-24. to 24, And uh, this is what you love about Dan Hurley. He talked to Tracy Wolfson going into the locker room, and he said, oh, we should be up 20. Like, he was mad. He was like, what are we doing here? We we compelled him to without a bucket for ten minutes. I mean, the jersey and him right there. Oh yeah, I mean he, you know, even when they were up big late, he still had that scowl on his face. Uh, he's an intense guy. And remember, after they lost, they had a crushing loss to Villanova back in 2020. He said, uh, "Well, you say what you want out. We're coming. We're coming." And Dan Hurley has built that thing into a to a juggernaut for sure. Also, it looks like this is not official, but it looks like someone named Mastacate has won our bracket contest at hornfm.com. Again, this has to be. Verified, got to go and run through the clearinghouse and all of those legal things. But uh, looks like Mastacate has won over Fishhorn. And Chad Hastings looks like he's going to finish in the top five. Chad Hastings picks top five. Look who there. Also down like seventh in our league, Eric Metcalf. You think the great legendary Longhorn Eric Metcalf who was in town this weekend and at the Texas Relays? You think he, somebody's sporting that name? I think Tony just borrowed that name. Probably borrowed the name. Can't imagine. Eric Metcalf would take the time. He should be listening, but yeah, who knows? We can listen. Just That's not right. Play the bracket, but who knows? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, our Masters Fantasy picks are coming this week, too, so be ready to make those and fill those out before Thursday to get your nine golfers in for the first golf major on, of the Rosie. season. For sure. For sure. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, so it's with the tournament over now. Remember how the Longhorns and the Athletic Department of UT won the Director's Cup last year? For total athletic performance across the board, all sports, male and female? Yep. Well, the the updated standings are out. And that with the Longhorns and the Texas men's run to the Elite Eight, and then a second-round finish by the Texas women, 
Here's the here's the push now. Directors Cup. Ohio State leads the Directors Cup with 858 points, uh, a full 100 points ahead of Texas. Stanford is in the mix too. It's a really a three-team race. 19 of the 37 championships are complete. So the Longhorns, you need track and field. Got to get some uh, baseball love up in here. Tennis, tennis love is there. Tennis, right? well, and the Longhorns and Ohio State both have great tennis programs going. Stanford's in the mix. Really, those three teams playing for the Directors Cup now that I just saw. Sorry so. about that. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. They're in there. They're like fifth or sixth. Uh, what about football? No, football doesn't count. Not yet. It does. It counts in the fall. It counts, yes. It counts for the full season. And the football team, you know, when they have that uh, gathering of all the coaches for the Longhorn Athletic Department again come August. That meeting, that little private Sark's meeting. Sark's still going to be over in the corner. <laughs> come on, Sark. Got to step it up. You know, what are we doing? Ty, was Coach excited about the spring? I didn't talk any ball with him. You guys didn't talk ball? I heard, I heard hard yesterday talking about he asked him about the scrimmage. How'd the scrimmage go? And uh, Sark said, "Good, competitive, intense." According to according to Harge, in his golf shoes, what you call was Sark trying to was Sark trying to tell Harge how to dress? Because you know, he Sark get, did look pretty fresh. He gets tips on dressing himself. Well, he's you got a, I mean? well, he's got a wife who's a fashion expert, and uh, I don't want to say she dresses him, but she makes sure he looks looks on point. Yeah, Harge was Harge had superfly hat on. He had a feather in his cap. That was a no feather. There was no that wasn't a real feather in there. I, I didn't I I don't remember a feather. Is that a fedora? Would we, yes, can it we, was a fedora. It was a fedora. There was a lot of fedoras. And the at black that event. that's back. I mean, was he what was he, one of the stylistics from the band or the stylistics? Or one of the temptations? I was expecting a spin by when I saw Hards in the picture. But I had a pair of golf shoes like that, ones that had spikes on the bottom when they were two tone. <laughs> Dude, that's what you used to wear Ar- back Ar- in the day. Ars looked fly. Come on. What's going on with the brother-on-brother crime here? Now you're I'm going sorry. after Harge. You got up on Zay because he needs blue shoes, you've, you think? You got, you've been on Harge going after for the Harge. past two weeks. I can't, I can't do that. I, I do like the fedora. I am down with the fedoras. I have Is a that few your fedora. style? I do have. Uh, I've seen you in one. I've been here, now I've been here 30 years now. I'm really more. I've got hold some, on. Hold I've on. I've got some really Periella stuff. I know that in your, your bachelor days before you remarried, you had a haberdashery oh, where you would go and get hats and absolutely, but clothes. I would go in South Congress for my hats. You yes. had a cool hat you'd wear up in here sometimes. Yeah, I I put those those away. I'm married now because I you, you can't stroll now. those. You yeah. wear like the Bryson DeChambeau hat? No, never, 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 never that. No, it's kind of like that a pot, chamber pot on his head. It was very similar to the uh, fedora, but not. I didn't have I didn't have the superfly feather that came out of the top. You know, it looked like a robin's feather or something. No. I did not do that. Oh, man. It was good. You guys all together. That was fantastic. Well done. Sark yeah, had so his nice jeans and boots For people didn't hear yesterday, Ty was at the Tyler Campbell event on uh, Saturday night in which Steve Sarkeesian made an appearance and was hanging out. So Sark uh, and uh, Ty were, were chatting it up. Some pictures are out there so you can see those and Ty's new mullet, the new moulet, which he is sporting. By the way, I never asked you, did you get a fix? Did you get the other? No. Didn't do it? I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> roll with it. I like it. I Every like girl it. just cut it. She knows there's a trust long her spot. to cut it. Every girl says that. Every girl I've ever been around says I can do or this. Girlfriend is like, oh, can I, can I cut your hair? And I'm like, no. have you ever cut hair before? And no, like, no. But you but... look like the person that would be the sucker to do it. <laughs> it's happened. But I had dolls growing up. I had Barbie dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I had a mullet, 
I was at a party and that's where the mullet was cut because a bunch of girls came up and they're like, we got to, we got to do something about this. And it ended up working, looking way worse after they got done with it. Of course it, it did. Oh yeah. If you got, did. if you got daughters or a daughter, they can't wait to dress up a little boy in the family. Like my son, my youngest, my two girls used to dress dude up when he was like a kid oh, yeah. and dressed him up. And my daughter would say, doesn't he look adorable, dad? I said, no, he doesn't look adorable. What did you guys do to him? And what's all that stuff on his lips? And AJ's still a bachelor all this time. Oh, yeah, and I'm talking about Kyle. They oh, used to about dre- Kyle. Oh, yeah, because he was the youngest. They used to dress him up. I got like, you. Like, what they, whatever they were going to wear, he was wearing it first. I'm like, no. Now, it's not a doll. this day and age, maybe, but not hey back then. Hey, now. Uh, my, my oldest, who just got married back in November, his wife cuts his hair. Yeah. Well, she probably knows how to cut hair, yeah. Apparently she does. I mean, Doug Bo Paul, his wife cuts hair. Hey, let's so get, she throws a bowl on his head every once in a while. Let's get to the uh, headlines. Uh, trending topics to start your Tuesday morning. Make sure you're fully in the know. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. UConn Huskies, the champions of men's college basketball, for the fifth time as a program. That's after head coach Dan Hurley's Huskies overwhelmed San Diego State last night in the championship game, 76-59. Uh, blew it open early. San Diego State got it back to within five with about five minutes to play, but the UConn Huskies stretched it right back out, win going away to secure, as we said, their fifth national title. All have come since 1999. That's the most for any program in D1 in that span. Perfect five for five now in championship games. And this year's team was historic in its dominance, won all six of their NCAA tournament games by an average of 20 points or more. Uh, Fourth largest average win margin since the field expanded to 64 teams in 85. UConn junior forward uh, Adama Sanogo earned the most outstanding player honors, had 17 points and 10 boards in the championship game, averaged a double-double in that tournament. One other uh, note on last night's game, it was the last for CBS announcer Jim Nance, who called his 32nd and final championship game and Final Four. He did it in his hometown of Houston. He'll continue with his NFL and golf responsibilities, but he's done with the hoops. Last night's TV ratings will be known at some point this morning. Probably not likely to be a huge uh, ratings boon. Not Certainly not like the historic women's championship game was on Sunday. LSU's victory over Iowa Sunday is the has now been determined to be the most viewed NCAA women's basketball game of all time. 9.9 million viewers tuned in on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2. Total audience was 103% jump over last year. Baseball scoreboard last night. NBA took the night off. Uh, baseball, quite a finish down at Minute Maid Park in Houston. Detroit outfielder Matt Veerling made a diving catch with the bases loaded in the bottom of the 10th inning, then belted a tie-breaking two-run homer in the 11th as the Tigers took down the Astros 7-6, give the Tigers their first win of the young season. Houston 2-3 and three now in that game of note. Astros slugger Jordan Alvarez Bell uh, blasted his 100th home run of his career already. He did it in the fifth inning. 435-foot blast came just in his 372nd career game. Far and away the fastest of any Astro player to 100. It's the fifth fastest among all players to debut since 1990. In Arlington last night, Rangers suffered their first loss of the young season. Uh, quick one, though. Baltimore took the game game one of that three-game series 2-0. Strength of a pair of solo homers and four pitchers. Game lasted just two hours and 18 minutes. Round Rock Express took the night off. They opened their first road trip of the season tonight in Sugarland. 21st-ranked Texas baseball team back at Dishfall Field this afternoon. Uh, after their 2-2 two and two week on the road last week, they're going to host Air Force 4 o'clock this afternoon. The local product, Ace Whitehead, will get the start tonight. Uh, actually, this afternoon, you can hear the game on 101.9 and AM 1260. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely Mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. So is the Deuce Sonogo uh, from UConn as big as the tight end from Georgia? Is He's 6'9". 
Not I mean did, did, uh, the kid from Georgia six 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 seven. Ooh, they're very similar in built. Six seven, yeah, a couple inches. Wow. Um, Darnell Washington, you're talking about the Georgia. Yeah, he tight end. is big. It's a tight end draft for sure, but um, yeah, he is, and he was he was obviously a massive factor. We talked about the the company he joined with his. You know, over 20 points per game in the tournament and shooting 65% or more. You're talking about uh, Akeem Olajuwon, Christian Leitner, and Corliss Williamson, the big nasty, had done that before. He joins that brigade. And look, it's, it's a guard-oriented game these days, perimeter game. But UConn showed you you can win with guards, but you also can win with bigs. And as I can, you know, to have a big like that that is that – and he's only 6'9", right? And this is probably why he's not an NBA player because he's, he's not a – He's not a he's not an NBA guy because the NBA is so perimeter driven, and but he has um, such great control of his body for a big guy. I'm sure he'll play in the NBA, but he's not like a centerpiece of a team. Uh, obviously, he can be a, a role player. He's six nine. He can go in and rebound. Sure, uh, but he's a junior, so you know he'll have a decision to make. And he's developed. That's the one thing about Dan Hurley's team. Can we hear Dan Hurley? By the way, after the game, I said earlier, it kind of reminds you of the Harbaugh's in football, right? You've got the two brothers, in uh, Danny and and uh, and, and Bobby. The dad, who was the high school coach at mm-hmm. St. Peter's High School for so long, uh, Jim Harbaugh and John Harbaugh, both coaching in the NFL and college football. Their dad was a longtime coach. Uh, here is Dan Hurley last night getting emotional talking about his dad uh, being at the game. As a coach, how similar would you say you are to your dad? You know, that was a brutal last question, buddy. <laughs> you know, just the coaching part, you know. You know, I just I'm happy my dad's at the games. That's it. Clock went off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, obviously he didn't have much to say, but obviously happy his dad's there. He did say at one point that uh, he, he thinks he coaches a lot like his dad, just a lot worse. <laughs> just a lot worse than his dad, <laughs> Yeah, right? a lot of reverence for his dad yes. and uh, his basketball knowledge, and obviously it's, it's, it's rubbed off on young Dan Hurley there. They are the national champs, and we have officially put UConn into the blue blood status probably should have been there before, but uh, you know four straight decades with a championship, five overall, never lost a championship game. They replace Indiana. Indiana's out. Sorry, Hoosiers. It's three different coaches, right? For three different coaches, five championships. Uh, Hoosiers out. We have uh, UConn now, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Villanova's Kentucky. on the waiting list now. Well, Villanova's going to have to have a coach that comes in and they keep winning because it's all Jay Wright at this point. Raleigh Massimino way back with the miracle of the '80s. Then nothing until Jay Wright. They've got to do it beyond Jay Wright now. Um, and that's really been like Indiana haven't done anything since Bob Knight left. No. Nothing. I mean, what's Indiana done? Uh, you could argue UCLA hasn't without John Wooden, but at the same time they did win uh, the one with Ed O'Bannon and that group. And I think Mick Cronin on the West Coast, he's got that program cranking, right? They're playing really well. Uh, they were in the, in the Final Four last year, and this year they were a two-seed. Uh, but got up, got uh, taken out. I think this group, I think UCLA, still belongs. You can't talk college basketball without UCLA. For no, you have to be there. Have to be there. Hey, so we've got hoops. We've got golf coming up. We've also got baseball. I need to mention. We said it earlier that uh, I don't know if a lot of people are going to give Rob Manfred and the commissioner credit for holding the line on this uh, time pitching clock thing because you know within the baseball world it was a hated idea. Right, a clock on a on a clockless game. One of the charms and the beauties of the sport for its existence is there is no clock. 
Um, and I got to give Rob Manfred some credit here because he he did an unpopular thing and he stuck with it. And uh, Major League Baseball is in, is a better product today because of it. I mentioned the two hour and eighteen game, two hour and eighteen minute game last night in Arlington. There is a pace to baseball back that it, you got to pay attention. You, you can't just walk away because no, it keeps your interest. And that's the FOMO, right? That's the fear of missing out. You got to have that in your game. What's going to happen next? Well, now when you're when the pitcher's got to get back up there and deal another pitch, and the hitter's got to get back in the box and be ready to hit, the game flows. And I, here's a quote from Rob Manfred that goes to the heart of this decision that they made. And you know, it was we did a fan bait, we did fan based research, and it was consistent over a period of many years that fans wanted a game at a brisker pace, more athleticism, more balls in play. Uh, and they wanted the best form of baseball back, which had waned. Of course, we know over the last decade or so, with the power pitching meeting the shifts in the infield and then the, the, the uppercut swings that we see, right, the, the swinging for home runs, the game became a lot of uh, strikeouts and home runs. Not a lot of bases, you know, people on base. The, and, and, you know, the shifts would take away the singles that would create base runners a lot of times. And pitchers are just throwing it, you know, you get specialized pitchers where you're doing four and five a night. They're all coming in throwing 100 miles an hour. All the hitters are trying to hit home runs. Uh, it, it really has changed pretty quickly. That if you watch the games right now, it's a different game. Uh, we know the numbers are out there of how, how much shorter the games are and quicker they go. Um, and then how about how much more more stolen bases and stolen base attempts have been had? I think you're going to see batting averages rise. Uh, you know, we you talk about a guy like uh, Kyle or Corey Seager for the Rangers and Kyle Tucker for the Astros. Those guys were top five last year in hits taken away by the shift. Well, those guys are going to see their batting average jump 50 points because they're now going to hit balls where they normally hit That's balls, right. and they're going to be singles. And they're going to you know hit a gap, and they're going to have a higher batting average. Those two guys were putting up big numbers anyhow, but their batting average was down like 250. Uh, but that's going to, they're going to be 300 hitters again. And there's just more things happening. And people will say, and I know we had you know coaches on talking about it, the debate that, you know, what are they trying to get the game over with quicker? Well, no, I think the, that's just a... a it's what happens when you put the clock on. Yes, the game is shorter, but within the game, the game is faster paced. The game is moving quicker. The game has a flow to it that you want, right? Uh, and that—that's—I give Rod Man for credit. They made the, and, and let's also say that they did years of statistical research in the yeah, minor leagues right. before making the decision. They knew. I mean, they weren't just going to change this. This is a huge change to a 150-year-old game that they've made here. But they did years of research in the minor leagues to determine that, yes, indeed, this pitch clock does speed up the game. It would have been a, a, a really bad situation to do it, and then it doesn't speed the game up and create the, the change that you're looking for. But it did at the minor league levels pretty significantly, and you know, it just increases the fan experience, Buck. You can get in and out, but you see a really good game. Runners are in play. Balls are in play. And, uh, you know, I think these, cha- these changes weren't popular. Well, you, and, this, and now you don't get to drift off like you could in baseball before as a viewer. You got to keep your eye on what's yeah. going on because it I mean, happens. I was watching the Astros yeah. and the Rangers last night, and it's you know you, you can't look down at your iPad uh, no. in between pitches. You got to stay with it and uh, see what the batter's doing. That says E is the only one that likes the pitch clock. That's I don't not believe true. that's true. That's not true. I will I will bet you a lot that the TV ratings are a lot higher this year for Major League Baseball than they were last year, and will continue to be. It's just an easier watch, and I'm the biggest baseball fan there is. It's just an easier game to watch. It just moves faster. There's more action. And I really am a big fan of the shifts. I mean, I could give a, give a you know what about the bases being bigger. That's you know that will have some impact. But the shifts, more players on the bases, more players run in motion on the bases for hit and runs and stolen bases, and 
you know, just action, uh, I'm all for it. I'm all in uh, for the pitch clock. And look, the players, guess what? Guess coming out of spring training when they finally instituted it for the major leaguers, guess who liked it the most coming out of the spring? The players. Because they weren't sitting around down there in Florida and Arizona playing three-and-a-half-hour baseball games. They were done in two-and-a-half hours, and the game was over. I mean, and the players liked it. That's the number one thing, and I think the fans are going to react to it as well. The only people that probably don't like it is some pitchers that have routines. But you know what? They'll get used to it. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not the end of the world. The batters have the same routines. They would go through the same things, take their time getting into the batter's box. Well, that's the thing. Playing with gloves and crotches and all that. But now you got to get in there and go. Let's go. You can get like a batter infraction too, right? Sure, Sure. same thing. Oh yeah, you lose the game. He's got to get in the box. Well, you had a baseball card in the studio the other day that I saw. I don't know where it came from. Mike Hargrove? Yep. Mike Hargrove. Mike Hargrove went on to be a really good manager, but when he played with the Cleveland Indians, his, he was the human rain delay. This dude, after every pitch, would step out of the box, adjust his gloves, grab, his, his, elbow grab his junk. <laughs> I mean, it was over every single pitch. It's like, dude. And that's what they called him, human rain delay. I mean, it says that bats would take six minutes. It's like, can we go here, man? Uh, that's no longer. you got to get in the box. Pitcher's got to be ready to pitch. And I think it's good for baseball. We will see. I would bet the TV ratings are up, uh, and I think the game is a better product right now. Uh, hey, so uh, this says, now instead of missing an inning and standing in line at the concession stand, we'll miss half the game. That's true. Yeah, if you went to the concession stand in Arlington last night, you missed half the game. Better drink up. Better take two. Well, that's here's my little rule of thumb. When I do go to a ball game, I eat before the game. I don't plan on eating at the game. Or you're going to have a dog. But I'll order one from the guy walking by me. I can get the beer and the dog from the guy walking up and down. Maybe a bag of pro- bag of peanuts. I'm not going to go stand in those lines. The first thing you do at a stadium is rub shoulders with the beer guy. Heck yeah. Intersection. That's what I always do. Say, hey, stay around here. Here's a guy on the text line. said, I watched my first full game in 20 years. See? This says things that will not will evolve will die. Baseball needed to evolve. Oh, yeah, Garcia Parra was terrible at that. He was awful. Oh, yes. Noma. Noma. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, no, I think Socks. it's... Uh, I think it's it's it, it, look in this day and age for sure. If you're because the number one thing you know, and, and uh, Manfred talked about the, the the long research they did on this with fans. You know, this is the oldest fan base of the major sports. I mean, the average age of a, a baseball that someone who describes themselves as a baseball fan is in its fifties now. I'm fifty, so I can relate to that. Uh, you know, my son loves baseball, but you know he's twenty two years old. Uh, but you know, of his ilk, of his of his peer group, they don't not a lot of them love baseball. Uh, he grew up playing baseball, so he's totally into it. But it, 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 that's where you have to go. You have to compete, and they're used to immediate immediate gratification. They live on their phones. And so you got to have a faster-paced game. You just do. You just do. Hey, uh, as for the golf, we'll get to Tiger Woods coming up. Tiger Woods, who will be at the Champions Dinner tonight, hosted by, actually it's in honor of, Scotty Scheffler. He got to pick the menu. He doesn't host it. He's, just, he's the honoree because he was last year's champion. Uh, he... Tiger Woods admitted that he expects this year's dinner to be an awkward affair, to say the least. And we'll read you some quotes from Tiger Woods coming up of uh, why. And obviously it's the live thing and the acrimony that's gone on between the two sides. Lawsuits that have been filed, things that have been said. That all comes to a head tonight in Augusta, Georgia. We'll get you details on that coming up. Plus, Craig Way, we'll have your Craig Way report this hour. You will bring the Blitz strong. We'll have a little gossip. It's a busy Tuesday on Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron.
last. Yeah, baby. One shining moment last night. I saw some Rodney Terry love in there. A little uh, Dylan DeSue highlight, I think I saw. Maybe a Dylan Mitchell dunk. It goes fast, you know. I turned it off after uh, they showed the Miami inbound off the back of Timmy Allen. (laughs) Couldn't watch it after that. That was it, huh? Yeah, that was a pretty astute play. I made it this far. I was already already out. No, the Miami. Yeah, but that was in the Texas game. But, yes, I... I will I will confirm I did not stay to the buzzer uh, when it got to five in the five minute mark and I was so, certainly captivated into it and then you know UConn does what UConn does they, they went on another run and all of a sudden it was twelve and then it got to fourteen I'm like okay that's over they that was the last game and it just never felt the whole night like a San Diego State was going to be tall enough <laughs> to no. deal with UConn but you kind of knew going in and then you just uh, they just didn't have the offense I mean everything they do offensively is a struggle. That's just the way they play, and UConn is so balanced both ends of the floor. Their defense turns into their offense because they, they don't play slow. That's the thing about San Diego State. They know their strength is defense and their physicality and their depth, so they slow everything down. UConn uses that defense, and they play a fast, up-tempo game. Yeah, even when they don't have the break, they fly up the court, and there's just oh, one yeah. on four. Well, that's I love that from Dan Hurley. That's aggressive on both ends. They, they, use, the de- they use the defense to create fast break opportunities and that's something I think Rodney Terry will borrow the the Texas team this year wanted to do more of that you know life's tough in the Big 12 when you're playing half court offense I mean the defenses are so good and well coached they scout it's so even well tougher if you don't have a big man yeah you got to get going you got to get up and down so uh UConn gave the blueprint for it and as Dan Hurley will tell you we didn't have one player come to our program on an NIL deal or looking for an NIL deal uh they came here to play for UConn and uh, he's built that thing back into where they're going to be a problem uh, moving forward. That's a deep, deep team. Uh, oh, and they've got some history there, so they do on the Tiger Woods stuff. Uh, this is, a, I mean, you know, we knew we, you and I, joked about the live players at the kids' table and that kind of stuff. And you know, this is a champions dinner tonight. Previous winners of of, of a green jacket. Yeah, and Tiger wants to make sure it's all about the champion, and it's an exclusive club to say the least. But there are, by my count, five live players who have green jackets who will be there tonight. Uh, and they are Phil Mickelson, front and center. They are Sergio Garcia, um, Dustin Watson. Johnson, DJ Dustin Johnson, Bubba Watson, and Charles Schwartzel. Charles Schwartzel. So those five will be there. Uh, no one's going to have a problem with Charles Schwartzel. Just not so not really, but, I mean, if it goes down, and, you know, I know certain guys can't be there, but Rory will be in the parking lot. Representing Rory's the Jets. not there, though. But he's going to be in a parking lot representing the Jets versus the Sharks <laughs> in that dinner. So if something goes down, all you have to do is make the call to Rory. He's coming through the door. Mr. No Green Jacket will be in the parking lot, you're oh, suggesting? Oh, there'll be a couple in the parking lot. There'll be a couple of those guys just waiting to join the join the rowdiness that'll happen. Because well, Tiger will start it. Tiger's going to start well, all this. his comments yesterday said the Champions Dinner is going to be obviously something that is talked about. We need to honor Scotty. Absolutely. It's his night. Scotty's the winner. It's his dinner. So making sure that Scotty gets honored correctly, but also realizing the nature of what has transpired and the people that have left. Just where our situations are, either legally, emotionally, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, okay, I'll take that back. Tiger will not start it. Patrick Reed will start the, start the, the, the shots. Well, and this is, you know, you know, you've got to be aware that, you know, Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods haven't liked each other for 30 years. And nobody's like longer, Patrick Reed. Well, longer than that. Like, like Tiger and, Ju- and Phil junior started competing golf. in junior golf when they're in their early teens. I mean, these guys, they've known each other a long time and haven't liked each other. So, so is this like been... a wedding dinner? I mean, it's like, do you just go to the bar first? Because you know it'll start 
Somebody will overindulge in the bar before they sit down to eat, right? Bubba. <laughs> Bubba Watson. Hey, throw that Jack Daniels down here. <laughs> I don't think. Well, Fuzzy Zeller will be there. Oh, look out. Fuzzy won a Masters, right? I mean, he's, he's there. He was there with. Well, he's with the Jets. He'll be with, he's a little old these days. <laughs> yeah. Fuzzy, Fuzzy will be there. He, he'll be having pops. You know that. Uh, but yeah, so look, I mean, they, they don't, they don't, there's not a lot of love lost a lot between these guys. They're independent contractors, so they compete head you to head. Who else will oh, be there, E? Woozy. Little Ian Woosnam? Oh, he's ready to throw down at like 77 years old. The little ball of hate? (laughs) Yes, a little ball of hate will be. How drunk will he be? Did Woozy move to live? No, he's he's, he's still. sure? No, he did not. He doesn't play anymore on the tour. He's done. Well, you know who will also be there? Sandy Lyle. Your guy you hit in the ass with a golf ball. Sorry about that, Sandy, yeah. He won the Masters once. This is his last one. This is his last No, it's his last time to play. Yes, the last time to play, yes. Uh, of the 88 players who will tee it up Thursday, he, he's probably the Sorry about finish that, dead last. But he, he will always be invited to the Champions Dinner. That's right. Always be invited to the Tuesday night dinner at Augusta. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. And, uh, I'm ready to see the Golden Bear throw down. <laughs> I love the, uh, the way the, the this story that I'm reading from is out of the, the U.K., and uh, it at what from takes Tiger Woods quote and says one of the points of contention Woods is clearly references is the ongoing antitrust lawsuit between the Live Tour and the PGA Tour, which was really originally filed by eleven rebels before Live joined the lawsuit. Among those who filed the original suit was Phil Mickelson, who will be at this year's Masters after skipping last year's event. Uh, the American has since dropped out of the lawsuit, but obviously the. The history is there. Also, there's the 1992 winner, Freddie Couples, who recently called Phil Mickelson a nutbag. Uh, Sergio Garcia, a clown. Three-time, uh, def- uh, three-time champion, Sir Nick Faldo, uh, joked that plastic cutlery will have to be used, just in case. Yeah, they better not mess with Freddie because everybody's coming to Freddie's rescue with his bad back. Boom, boom. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, the uh, the non-live players far outnumber the live players. Um but they are a little older, too. You know what I'm saying? They are. But, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting tonight, uh, how that plays out. Don't go out. to the bathroom by yourself there, Freddie. Well, look, when I mean, these guys are together at the course, they can avoid each other. But tonight they're going to be in a – because I've seen – the room's not that big where they hold – I mean, this is an old – the butler cabin, the, the whole main uh, clubhouse is not very big. It's, it's old. So the room's not huge. So you're going to be jammed into this room with people who you'd like to punch in the face probably, who sued you. Especially the ones over there at the little table. And in a lot of cases, to take it down to the person that like, threatened the livelihood, your livelihood, you know, you could have joined. Because let's keep that in mind. All these players that didn't join Live could have. Like yeah, every single one of them could have done exactly like they did and made the choice not to. And the, the, because the Saudis had big offers out to everybody, uh, including Jordan Spieth, including Scotty Scheffler. Gosh, remember we had John Fields, the head golf coach at Texas, on, and he talked about how his team that won the national championship. There were already offers out for those guys. Like, Liv's trying to get these guys young and get them into their tour so they can get some of these young guns. Well, so every player who took the money made a choice, and every player that didn't made a choice, uh, certainly of the, the, the still competing players. Uh, Jack Nicholas. Remember, Jack Nicholas was offered to be the head of it. That's right. Ben Crenshaw is going to make sure nothing happens at that dinner. Gentle Ben. Gentle Ben, well, remember, absolutely. Remember, Jack Nicholas confirmed that he was approached twice by the Saudis to be the Greg Norman role. To be the face of That's it. That's right. And he said, no, 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 not doing that. Um, he thought about it because they offered him a ton of money. And, like, Jack Nicholson needs cash. And then, Phil, of course, Tiger Woods was offered. Like, like who knows? I mean, I mean, I think the number is out there what he was offered, guaranteed to come join it. 
and be the be a, a, an ambassador of it? And he said no. So again, everybody in that room had to make that decision. And then there's lawsuits about it. There's been things said, things written. So yeah, it could be interesting tonight. And as you yeah, said, man. a couple of cocktails in. Just like a wedding before you go down. If there's an open bar. Hey, don't you be popping off, Mickelson. No, that's, I hear you down there. It's great. What'd you say, Phil? This is just great. I'm telling you. And the galoot that'll step into it first is Dustin Johnson, probably. He'll say something offhanded. Oh, you know he will. He'll be the guy. You're right. Him and Bubba together. <laughs> funny guy. Oh, yeah, because then it, it happens in packs. Yeah, funny guy. Okay. Let's just hope Scotty Scheffler gets his just, just dessert and just do. Yes. Told you earlier, the menu is stacked. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Scotty Scheffler's a big guy. He will not be afraid to throw down if need be. There's not going to be a fight. Will you stop with the fight? What? <laughs> you think there's going to be a roadhouse-style ruckus that breaks up? A couple of Jack Daniels there before the dinner starts? No, don't be. I'm gonna go and with fuzzy? I'm gonna and go, fuzzy? Well, the old dude fuzzy might, might slug somebody at some point. <laughs> But Phil Mickelson, excuse me, Scotty Scheffler, this is going to go back to the Bull Durham Crash Davis advice. You know, you got you got golf to play. Don't be punching people with those hands. Punch your hands. Those are your tools. Don't be punching people. You know, maybe pull out. Well, you already have Dr. Tiger there. What do you have to worry about? <laughs> Dr. Woods is there. Food Calling fight. Calling Dr. Woods. Food fight. Like food fight would be, oh, that would be just the best, the food fight. Just food fight would be great. Jim, you know, what is it? Uh, Steve, Jim Belushi stepped oh. up. Food fight. Uh, okay, so that's happening tonight. And then the par three tournament will be tomorrow. The big story coming out of Masters right now is weather because rain looks really prevalent. Uh, or if Tony Finau is going to turn his foot backwards again. Tony Finau's not there. Oh, at the par three? At the par three, yes. Uh, okay, so uh, the, the menu once again, cheeseburger sliders, Scotty style. I don't know what that means. Maybe some onions, mm. you know, cheeseburger sliders. I think it's a playoff uh, animal style at In-N-Out. Oh really? What would that that's, mean? Ty? That's just what I'm assuming. It's like the the mustard and fried and onions. Okay. Kind of deal. From where where does that In and Out Burger? Uh huh. You never had Animal Style? Mm mm. I've no. never been to In and Out Burger. That's Once I've stuff. had In and Out and then I was done. Uh, Scotty style firecracker shrimp so with either sweet Thai chili or sriracha mayo. That sounds yummy. Uh, tortilla soup with all the fixings. Also Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish as your protein. Family style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream. When that you start flipping that family style mac and cheese around in the food fight, that's going to stick. Oh, that's going to burn. <laughs> uh, jalapeno cream corn, some Somebody fried bread. Tiger here. was offered eight hundred million. That's right. Thank you for and the turned number. it down. Well, remember, remember we had the conversation last week about whoever who was the agent for Brussels sprouts. Where did they come from? <laughs> fried Brussels sprouts uh, on the menu with uh, Scotty tonight. Seasoned fries will also be a part of the cider orders and then warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Can't we all just get along and eat some skillet cookie with some ice cream? Thank you very much, Scotty. Bubba's going to tear that warm chocolate chip skillet cookie up. Who? Bubba and Phil. Bubba and Phil. At the kids' table? Oh, yeah. Or the live table, as it were. All right, that'll happen tonight. Uh, we'll get back into some of the actual golf conversation because they are going to play golf on Thursday. Uh, and Tiger, do you think Tiger Woods competes? Is he in it? I remember last time he played into Sunday, he was worn out and he couldn't really compete by Saturday or Sunday. But he made the cut, had that unbelievable first round. The which, rain won't help, that's for sure. Yeah, the wet conditions and, and it's supposed to get cooler by by uh, Saturday. He, well, he's only played once this year, and that was out of Riviera. Uh, we'll see where his his leg is. He I do. He's only rehab. playing four times in the majors. That's it. Well, remember, Tiger's goal is to get to where he can practice between rounds and he can work on things between rounds. I don't know if he's there yet. But then, as you said, he's got to walk this course, and it's going to be wet and soggy and soft. And uh, for someone with a leg injury and a foot injury, that can't be good because it's uneven. So he's okay. So he's not having to spend his time in court with his 
with his old girlfriend now. Well, that's cool. His lawyers are handling that. Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. His lawyers handle the relationship business. <laughs> handle his relationships. Speaking of salacious gossip, we'll hit that coming up. We'll also let you sound off. Load up the blitz. Four four seven three seven seven six. Fire it up. We're coming. First, Craig Way. Where you get that from? Did Tawana tell you that? Did Tawana tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip brought to you by Icy Cold Frosty Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas X's, uh, also the Masters this weekend. Make sure you're cracking open some ice cold Bud Lights while watching. And uh, one month away now to the Mullet Open. Yes, sir. Mullet Open. Today's the fourth, right? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Are we doing the show out there that day? What are we doing? We're doing doing on the fifth, yeah. The fifth. Cinco. Which is a Friday. Yes. Cinco de Bud Lighto. Bud Lighto, yes. And the Golfo. Golfo is, I have a Thursday and Friday, you know, the Thursday event. And we're doing the show there that Friday morning. Friday morning. Friday morning. morning. Looking forward to that. Hey, listen, uh, they had a hell of a party in stores, Connecticut, last night. They went to smashing things last night in stores. Oh, boy. It's not like you Connecticut. Hooligans. Not like you Connecticut people to do that. Yeah, they went to smashing stuff after um, UConn won the Natty. And uh, all hell broke loose in stores. The videos are, come on, y'all. I've never really understood. I guess it's uh, smashing your stuff, mob mentality, your and campus. too much, too much alcohol. But uh, you go to breaking things. I mean, it's your campus, your school. Start throwing. It's, it's your union building. You're breaking into. Oh, look at that! They're trying to put a light pole through a door. That thing is, that thing is on. Where are the co- where are the police? Somebody call the police, hooligans. Settle down there, stores. It's your fifth championship. Look at them all the when they finally broke the window. Not going to be a blue blood doing that. Not a blue blood. But you, you know, you could be like Ohio State and Philadelphia Eagles fans. You can be a blue oh, blood in, yeah. in smashing things, destroying things. Hey, this is uh, pretty ridiculous, but uh, Jill Biden was in attendance on Sunday to see the uh, LSU Tigers beat Iowa in the Women's National Championship game. You know, even the the uh, the First Lady Buck has a press secretary, kind of PR. Yes, the whole works pretty sure her press secretary didn't like what she said because uh, she was talking to Caitlin Clark and um, no not Caitlin she was talking to ESPN I'm sorry about Caitlin Clark Mm -hmm. and she says I know we'll have the champions come to the White House we always do so we hope LSU will come but you know I'm going to tell Joe I think Iowa should come too because they played such a good game now did she say come together or was she saying we're going to have LSU's day or then we can have Iowa come. It too, won't be at the same time if that were to happen. Can't be. To no. which Angel Reese, of course, the tournament's most outstanding player, and all the conversation of her and Caitlin uh, Clark yesterday, she had a simple tweet to that that said three laughing and emojis, and then capitalized a joke. No, the loser doesn't get to come at the same time with the winners. Loser doesn't get to come. No. With the winners, doesn't work that way, Doctor Biden. No. And guess what? You can't invite Iowa later. They lost. They don't get to come. Right? Right. First of all, you're not the president anyway. Well, she's going to tell Joe. She said, I'm going to tell Joe. Leave Joe out of this. He's, wake him up. <laughs> He's taking a nap. Yeah, leave him alone. Well, when he wakes up. When he wakes up. Yeah. What do you want me to do? What? A winner? And the runner-ups why coming? Would, why would I invite? Why wouldn't I invite South Carolina? They were undefeated. Why don't I invite all sixty-four? We could all have a, a all nice have dinner. A, I didn't think that's a good idea. That can't be true. That can't happen. No. Uh, also, there's apparently a controversy of uh, Stephen A. Smith and uh, and uh, 
and a hug with uh, Megan the Stallion. I don't know. I got to get into that coming up, but uh, it is uh, National School Librarian Day. So if you have those weird things about school librarians and books and libraries, forums. Ooh, did you ever have the library fantasy book? The library? No, I, re- I really didn't. Come on, man. No. I had a math teacher that was in the news that everybody had a crush on. Oh, she's in jail. Or, no, she's on, uh, no, she's on probation. <laughs> she's not quite in jail anymore. What did that have to do with the library? Just, you know, having, oh, a, cru- a, having, having a crush on a teacher or a librarian. Well, that was criminal. She was criminal. I know, and you know the Lucky whole story guy. intimately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Too good. Too good. Let's get to your blitz. Let's hit this hard. The Bucky and E Blitz. The Morning Blitz brought to you by Apple Leasing, where you only have to pay for the new half of the car or truck, the half under factory warranty, in any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and see how easy it is. Here we go. First Blitzer, talk to us. Well, let's see. It's April 4th. College basketball's over. We definitely ain't talking no Mavericks, Spurs, or Rockets. Uh, I think we're going to be talking about Celebrity Deathmatch, Fight Club, and Pickleball. What do you think, Buck? Pickleball. Yeah. Well, the Texas, the state of Texas may not have an NBA playoff team this year because the Mavericks to, are collapsing. I think even with my bad back, I can get into some pickleball. i got to learn how to do that. You should. Think I can move. Short area quickness? Short area quickness. That's all right. Next Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, E, you'll appreciate this. There's a restaurant in between three golf courses over here north of New Orleans, and they've got a dish called the trout. I mean, I'm sorry, the black and redfish Nicholas. It has black and red fish, crab meat, shrimp, and in the middle of it, a golf tee with a fried oyster. Mm, golf tee with a fried like oyster. That. That's different. Next, Blitzer, you're up. The last lady that scared me was just Kim Mulkey scares me. Sue Ellen from Dallas. I thought she was going to rip through the TV set and come after me. Come on now. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, E, I don't appreciate my Native American ancestors copulating with a buffalo and producing Digger's bloodline. <laughs> oh, gosh. Next, Blitzer, you're up. Coach. Yes. Two things. Um, what's your Venmo account so I can send you five bucks so you can help Hart with his, or, or rather say with his Bluetooth donations? And uh, second thing, What's up with Man Face Mulkey? Has she ever heard of moisturizing? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Sensitivity training. Get out of here. Did he just suggest that you have a Venmo account? Come on now. What are the odds just of say that? say the word Venmo. <laughs> what are the odds of that? PayPal. Next Blitzer, you're up. I remember talking about my librarian. She taught me about the spine, the glossary, and her summary. Wow. Ooh, the spine. Next Blitzer, you're up. Yeah, it's a pastor smasher. What's up, smasher? Hey, guys, do they let, us, let people play pickleball naked, do you think? <laughs> sure. Oh! sure. Shut it down! So. Let's go! Probably at some of those, like, uh, retirement communities in Del Boca Vista, you can get oh, out there and play yeah. just your flip-flops. That's interesting. You can avoid a fight with your partner. That's right. That's the case. Yeah, if you missed that. We had a lot of people that were int- intrigued by that, that we had a doctor, a psychologist, who says best way to defuse a really serious Is argument. Is that Dr. Phil? No, Dr. John Gottman. Psychologist who Dr. specializes John in Goodman? marriage. Yeah, he says if you want to defuse an a, a, a relate uh, an argument that's getting out of control and you're about to say something really mean, that to, you really you'll regret it later. He says you just, you both need to agree to strip down naked, just strip naked. We'll and call my wife right after this. Right fight after this will immediately diffuse. You'll stop thinking like you were. 
I'll, I'll explain that to you again coming up. Uh, we're also going to talk to our buddy Ty Harrington, a little college baseball chatter as the Longhorns come off a 2-2 two and two road week. Um, rough loss Sunday. Also uh, hit the good, – we'll get coaches' picks on the Masters, who he likes, because he is a big golfer too. So we'll get into all that with you. It's a busy Tuesday, B&E, rolling forward on 104.9, 1019 AM 1260, streaming always on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and at hornfm.com. Uh, and you lose the series two out of three. But big picture, you had a, a weekend, a week trip where you went to A&M and Oak State and went 